Hey guys, at the beginning of this week's episode, we go into an in-depth recap of the most recent Below Deck. If you want to skip through that, check out the show notes for timestamps. Welcome to Criminality, the podcast we started because we love reality TV, we love true crime, we don't think it's a crime to like either one, particularly reality TV. Sometimes there's crimes on reality TV, <laughs> which we're going to talk about. Hi, Melissa. I just wanted to see how many times you could go through that circle. <laughs> we love it. It's an endless list. We love it. We love it not. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Rebecca, how are you? I'm good. I'm um, maybe... Closer to being a yachty than I was yesterday. Okay, Rebecca. So, yeah, we have to discuss the below deck of it all. You are apparently anti below deck. I had no idea. No, 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 you said no, it was no. You said it was boring. That's anti yachty. Okay. You're using my words against me. I Absolutely. don't recall using the word boring. It's you like might not when have. Laura said. She didn't say she was tired and the scene of her being like, I was very mm-hmm. tired. I'm very, very tired. Yeah, I think I said I just couldn't get into it, implying that it was boring. Um, sure, sure, sure. My mom loves Below Deck, something I think I've also shared. So yes. interestingly, last week I went out to visit my parents in their new place. They moved and we watched one episode of Below Deck Australia, but it was like very background. I was definitely on my laptop kind of catching up on stuff and watching it right. while my mom watched it. And I was like... It's fun, but to me, there's never a storyline because I don't watch long enough, so I don't get to know the characters. I don't know the relationships. I don't know the drama. And to me, I would almost just rather watch an actual like dating hookup show because to me, this looks like just like a bunch of people who work together on the boat. And then sometimes there's like messy hookup drama, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's basically it. you know, I just watched it and was like, oh, interesting, but I'm not interested. But then you texted me. Yes, I told Rebecca, I I am an old Below Deck fan. I loved when Kate and uh, Captain, whose name is escaping me, that everybody's going to be mad about. No, the oh. guy. Oh, my gosh. Sandy's not I a guy? I follow him. Oh, Lee. Sandy Captain is- Lee. Captain Lee. Thank you. So back when they were like a team, I loved yeah. it. Kate yeah. left. I kind of stopped watching it. But I did watch Below Deck Med, which okay. had Captain Sandy, and um, – also had Hannah. When Hannah left, I kind of stopped. But Aisha was on Blow Deck Med. So I love Aisha. She is one of the characters. She's amazing. She's one of the characters on this year. So I wasn't watching Blow Deck Down Under until Ben from Watch What Crappens said, this season's so good, like two weeks ago. And I was like, all right, I'll see what it's about. Interesting. Great season. Wild season. But then we get two episodes two nights ago. We've seen this preview of a door being slammed, but you don't know who slammed it. You hear producers knocking on it, and you have no that there's no other context. Right. Rebecca. Well, so you tell me this, and I'm like, ooh, I think I might even listen to the recaps of Ronnie and Ben because I'm kind of interested to know what this is all about. And then you're like, you might even want to watch both episodes. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. So I stayed up way too late last night watching 
the double hitter of both episodes with only the little context I had from last week, half watching the week before. So I kind of knew a little bit who was who, but I was unprepared for yeah. the emotional, like that was a very real experience. It really was. Um, so trigger warning, if you haven't watched yeah. it, it, one thing Bravo messed up on, which I actually thought they did a great job production, everyone in these episodes, but they did not warn people no. like at the what top. it was. And I'm, yeah. And I'm not like the biggest, everything needs a trigger warning, but like this, this one did. seemed very obvious yeah. um, to need one. And uh, so basically one of the, the bosun of the ship, which is the top deck guy he is scum and he's a piece of crap and his name is luke and luke was interested in two girls laura and margo he seemed more interested in margo yeah but laura was like i'll get with you or whatever they get together and have relations on the boat that happened previously ago. okay mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. then he's kind of like eh, i don't really like you i always kind of liked margo who by the way week one he goes up to her and tells her to close her eyes when they're all out. She closes her eyes and he kisses her on the lips and she's like, "What are you doing?" I don't like, like that. He's like, "You've never you've never had somebody do that." She's like, "No, I don't like it." So he's already made like she's she's very clear in this episode. Everyone's very clear. You you can take over from here. I just wanted to give a little bit of the background. No, that's so helpful. Them. Yeah, and watching it without all the background story was really interesting because I was texting you, you know, I don't know if Luke's a bad guy or this was an off night. Is this on par? It sounds like this is a bit, unfortunately, in within his character, like it, to do something yeah. like this. But this was so next level. So they go out. What I do know about Below Deck is that they work very hard when the, the clients are there, the guests, mm-hmm. whatever they're called charter guests guests. Mm -hmm. yeah yes and um then they go out when the charter guests leave and they're off night and they go hard and they party in the town or city that they're in that much i know so this night was no exception they all went out they got extremely drunk all of them Mm -hmm. really like you know stumbling across the board everyone yeah all Mm -hmm. of them every single one and amazingly asia in spite of being intoxicated was so present and like aware still of what was going on and yeah. thankfully so because she really intercepts in a big way so yeah margo is um really not feeling she's just ready to sleep like she's like yeah. on the verge of blacking out in the car and she says as much and luke is just wait it's a luke luke yeah yeah he's just like all over her and in her space and in the car ride home and um, the chef, Zarina, and mm-hmm. Aisha, who Asia. we just talked about, mm-hmm. who's like the chief stew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you got it. We're like, you can't be all over her. You're not cuddling her later, tucking him her in like he was saying he was going to. And he was almost he was like trying. whispering it, right? Yeah, he was her, almost like, trying to, to get, yeah, Margo to say something out loud, like that mm-hmm. it was okay to sort of like Absolutely. set up his entrance into her room, which I find like diabolical. And um, so they get out and then they go on to the boat and everyone's either going to like keep partying up in the jacuzzi or go to bed. But Margo's clear, like, I just need bed and some water. So Aisha's like, I'm getting you water. You're going to bed. And Aisha notices that Luke was just looking at her like in a way that made her very uneasy and felt Mm -hmm. like he was assessing her, um, you know, consciousness. I don't know. And like looking like a predator. And so Mm -hmm. she wanted to make sure she was in a room with her door shut. And um, then the lights go out on the boat, which is freaking ominous. 
Like so, I actually to add there, I thought that he had done that at first. Oh which my! Also, gosh. wouldn't have put past it, but like, because I don't ever remember that happening on a boat. But yeah, maybe it was weird. What a scary thing to happen! So the lights are out for this minute, and then we see him running with a just a towel on, no swimsuit, no underwear, and sneaking into her room. Mm-hmm. And then the producers intervene. And start knocking yes. on the door. And he's climbing up the bed to be on top of her. And then when the producers say, you know, no way, Luke, you need to get out. You need to come down. So the door is open. We see what's going on. She's on the top bunk. She is out. Yeah. No no response, sleeping. He starts to almost go to her side. Like, look, like, I think what he was trying to do was say, we're cuddling and it's fine. Yeah, like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. And he's asking her, like, if she's okay. Mm-hmm. And she's just saying, I think she said, like, sleepy time. Like, she was not. yeah. Yeah, engaged in a very present, like coherent manner, and they right. they told him to get out. And then he slams the door on the producers, but he was truly naked at this point, like towel off. Like, oh yeah, it was really bad. And they told him to get out. Yeah, well, thank goodness for Asia, and thank goodness for those producers because they were very <sighs> quick to be like, "Hey, try to be nice at first, and then we're like, you have to get out." Mm-hmm. So he like realizes he screwed up, goes into his room, locks the door, and is like angry at everyone yeah cursing there's so much into all of this including the laura of it all who basically thinks nothing really happened like she was i don't know how to even get to that part but they kick him off for the night eventually yeah fired well asia goes right to the captain jason who i'm into i feel like he handled this so well um, I can't judge his whole, you know, season no, and he's leadership, great. but like yeah, yeah, yeah. he stepped up and he was so decisive and so like swift. I thought that was mm-hmm. really important because I think it could be tempting to be like, let's talk about it in the morning. Let's hear every side. And he was like, he's if that's bed, what happened, just like, mm-hmm. right. And I think he was so right in getting him off the boat. They put him in a hotel for the night for mm-hmm. the like emotional safety of everybody for and sure. Margot in particular. But what was crazy to me was I texted you when I hadn't finished watching saying, but what about the Laura mm-hmm. of it all? Because she's making me nervous because she seems like an aggressor towards Adam. Adam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was making me uncomfortable because he was saying no to her and her advances playfully because that's what people do who don't want to hurt someone's feelings or embarrass them. But I still thought it was pretty direct. Like he Very was like, direct. not interested. No, Very thank direct. you. And he doesn't like... Sometimes you'll see on these shows where somebody then hugs the person or yeah. anything. He was no, just no, like, no. no. Yeah. And she wouldn't take no for an answer and tried no. to massage him later. And so that turned into a whole thing where she had to get talked to and then also fired. Two firings. Yeah. I know. It was a big night for firings for sure. <gasps> but the way Aisha and Captain, oh uh, Captain handled it was beautifully like Margot ends up the next day. Yeah, saying it was my fault. You know, I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have led him on. I shouldn't have. Yeah. And they're like, absolutely not. You have no mm. reason to, you know, the chef's whole speech was great. Like, you should oh. be able to do whatever and not worry about that. Yeah, she said, you're allowed to be drunk. Yeah. Like, what he did is what you're not allowed to do. And yeah. that's a really important fact to state and remind someone in that situation. Mm-hmm. And. I don't think it's said enough in like shows like yeah. this. Like, yeah, you know, it, it was really powerful. It was actually a really powerful episode. And it was. here's where I'm struggling. I'm like, is this what it takes to get me into Below Deck? Like, I don't want to be a trauma magnet. No. Like, well, here's I, the, 
first, all of the seasons before, I think the reason this was so impactful is because there's always these men on these shows. And I say men because it truly (sighs) is like there's always one skeevy one who everyone's like, you can't do this, you can't talk. Or a guest talks inappropriate to one of the chiefs. It's so gross. But so to actually see something come of it and like taken care of, you're like, oh, finally, like – We've all been seeing this. I'm so glad that they did something. But I freaking love Below Deck. There's always something going on. The anchor's messed up. You've lost somebody. It's Chief Stew is fighting with somebody else. Okay. The chef can't cook. One year there was a girl who lied on her resume and she made nachos in the microwave. Stop. It was amazing. She was also racist. She got fired. Ooh. But it's, yeah, people get fired so quickly on this show. Yeah. They're just like, well, you're out of here. You don't want to be in those close confines with like an untrustworthy person. So I get oh, that. Oh, 100%. You know? well, one thing Margot said was she said something like, I'm so glad he wasn't here. Like they kicked yes. me out. She's like, because I would have had to act like everything was okay. Right. And that's not her responsibility. And oh, and then, and then, yeah, we should wrap it up. But Laura's minimizing of what happened before mm-hmm. she got fired was insane. I mean, I, I, it's probably actually a very common response, but it was cuckoo bananas. It was when everyone's correcting her too and even Margot's saying like well he shouldn't have done that and she's like well I would have let him if he came in my room and you're like what are you talking yeah, and, about and it was such a weird response like oh this could have been avoided if only I'd like made him happy and like kept him satisfied I mean it was a very victim blaming weird. weird thing mm-hmm. it was so weird and I'm like worried for her like I don't think she's okay but um yeah I have to say I'm in I'm probably gonna go back and like start the previous episodes before next week oh and then speaking of the problematic guy that's always on it seems like they're bringing someone back whose name i've totally heard before joao or whatever Mm -hmm. is he terrible and why Mm -hmm. would they bring him back after this kind of thing after they did such a great job i feel like bosons are just like this but he (sighs) um his first season he was terrible then he was like good joao oh wow so i don't know if yeah so i'm hoping he's still on his redemption thing but okay who knows he's not he's not my favorite but honestly he's not the worst and that's that's below deck for you yeah Mm -hmm. well i have to say thanks for the recommendation and it i really enjoyed watching it if you don't watch below deck this is a a pretty good one i think it's one not to miss and if you do then you know also last thing about below deck i think i may have mentioned this on the show before but i somehow got on a mailing list for them to be cast as a charter guest and that's also my weird issue with the show is I am not charter guest material. Um, mm-hmm. And it also makes me think the whole show is like fake because they cast these people. And I know it's TV. So, of course, they're real people and they are cast, but they can be real people. But those people do pay to go on those trips. And I know this from the emails, but they pay a very reduced cost because that's what they the do. email says. It's like this would cost 75000 but you and six friends can do it for thirty five. And did me and my coworkers consider it? We did. Absolutely. Um, you have but, to. Yeah. So I think that always made me, instead of making me more curious about the show, made me feel like this can't be good if they are asking if they're me to be on it. <laughs> like, I have no reason to be an interesting <laughs> guest on that show. Um, and seriously, don't know how I ever got on the casting list, but I am on it. And I will post the next time I get an email from them because I do from no, time to time. It's great, but they get good guests on there and they are playing it, paying a discount, but then they're tipping on top of that. So like it, it, last week please. they did $25,000 tip. That was huge. I mean, I don't know what it normally is, but I was like, 
Oh, dang. That's big. Yeah. It can be like 15 to 20, I feel that's like that's what it is. And these people didn't even leave. Like, they had to go back to the shore. They didn't really yeah, get to Yeah, they had crappy the weather. Stuff. They didn't mm-hmm. like their first night dinner. But the chef really redeemed herself. I'm really into her. I like her. See? I'm telling you, this is what happened. You, like, yeah. get on to, like, a good captain. So you have to have a good captain, Captain Jason. And I like I even him. like looking Chef's at him. Kiss. Yeah. A lot. And, yeah. uh, like, mm-hmm. Very a rugged. crazy neurotic chef. Like, they have to be yes. neurotic. That's a, Correct. That's a key. Um, prefer no sexual harassment from the bosun. Yeah. But yeah. It happens more often than it Yeah. Should, <laughs> which is zero. It should happen zero. And then um, a good chief stew. And then all and the a other villain, characters. Right? Oh, there's always at least yeah. one villain so that's i don't think they even do that on purpose that's just the yachting industry baby yeah and it's not adding up because i love boats in the ocean and anchor like this is just what's your deal yeah i don't know i think of some subconscious resentment i don't know i'm gonna explore that but i'm more importantly i'm gonna start watching so um real quick before we change yeah. uh, lanes i would like to read something to you please and it says quote when i was visiting her and i thought it was really boring but at least I had a little context as to who the players are. Oh, you're reading my text aloud on the air? Is that what's happening? Okay. Boring. That's the word I used. Wow. It was the word. Yeah, wow, Rebecca. I found it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, well, thank you for calling me out and holding me to uh-huh. account. That was unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair I enough. I just like you were trying to get yourself out of it. I, I, I wouldn't say boring. Yeah, I know. I really Only was like dying on that hill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess... That just really reveals a lot more about me, that I really like to have a pretty peak dramatic climax of near danger or actual danger to really feel invested in a show. There you go. Well, this is actually, in some ways, I'm going to try to parlay this into this story because you were talking about things we've seen on shows for so many years that now are finally being called out as like not okay. That yeah. is the theme of today's episode. So Ooh. shall we get into it? Let's do it. Also, you don't know. For the first time in a long time, you don't know what I'm about to yeah. talk about. Mm-mm. So great. So stay no. with me. You're going to know in like a few sentences. Okay. Um, I'm also glad we're doing this episode now in the year 2023 because the year itself is significant to the story. In December of this year, just a few months, how scary Ugh. is that? Mm-hmm. The central figure in my story today will be celebrating her 50th birthday. And 2023 also marks 15 years since the debut of the 2003 reality show that brought this woman into our collective consciousness. Now, before I get into that show, what it was, here's a reminder on the clues. Stalker, male as in an envelope of paper, (laughs) and judge. Following. Mm -hmm. Okay, so some more clues. Before this woman smized on the small screen... Oh, it's over. It's over. Tyra Banks. Yes. Okay. She catwalked runways around the world as a bona fide supermodel. She graced the cover of magazines. In fact, she was a literal cover girl. And she proudly holds the distinction of being the first black Victoria's Secret angel and the first black Sports Illustrated swimsuit cover model. Wow. You've already guessed it. Say it again. Tyra Banks. For the people in the back. Yeah. Talk about your feelings about her. How familiar are you with her work so i watched the first few seasons of america's next i almost said america's got next top model but whatever it was called well there's another america's show that she'll she's on that we'll talk yeah. about later oh yeah oh she's a host of something okay mm-hmm. yeah yeah there we go um 
yeah, so I loved that. Obviously, looking back on some of that, wow, 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 wow. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very Abby Lee Miller in like the trauma of what was happening there. Yes. And oh, her talk show I didn't watch, but I loved when they would play stuff on the soup, like <gasps> clips of her. Gold. They're yeah. so unhinged is the only word it's for it. It's the only and word. In 2023, we could never. She walked so Wendy Williams could run, basically. <laughs> yeah, that's a perfect that's a perfect setup. Yeah. So she's controversial, which you've touched on. And in today's episode, we're gonna find her on both sides of a lawsuit and the courtroom. And you might leave with more questions than answers, because sometimes my episodes do that. You might think, is she a barrier-breaking bombshell or a maniacal model hell-bent on making waves to stay relevant? In this instance, Melissa, you, me, our listeners, we can flip the script and we can be the judge instead of Tyra. But before Tyra was the supermodel you and I know, and I don't know if we love, but no, she was just an aspiring model from Southwest LA. It was age 15 when she started considering modeling as a career, and she had the full support of her mom, who helped her get a portfolio together. She was tall, basically, and really pretty. But she does say she was teased and bullied in school for being so tall when you're taller than the girls, taller than the boys. Do you know anything about it? No, (laughs) never heard of it. Never ruined my entire childhood. Totally normal. Um, Yeah, I truly never heard of it, but I do sympathize for friends who did have that experience okay whatever so people always (laughs) also called her weird looking they called her giraffe and when she went through puberty she was already taller than all the boys then she said she woke up one day and she was three inches taller than she was the day before and 30 pounds lighter to which i say dear god please one wish tonight could i wake up in the morning and be three inches taller and 30 pounds lighter (sighs) some people have all the luck But clearly, Tyra and her mom knew something that her classmates didn't. She had potential to be a model with this unique look. So she went about trying to get an agent, and she was rejected from the first four agencies she tried out for, but LA Models did take her on for a year, and it was going well. But Tyra made probably the smartest choice she could have made, which was leaving them after one year and switching to Elite World Model at just 16 years old, got a contract with them, and now she was just catapulted into the world of professional modeling much more high-end less local right and she also managed to graduate high school but shortly after she graduated she knew that she wanted to make modeling and entertainment her full-time pursuit her first time at paris week she booked 25 shows which was pretty much unheard of at the time she wasn't even 20 years old she ended up living in milan because she could and why wouldn't you she had a very successful european modeling career but eventually she wanted to come back to the u.s and look for more commercial opportunities so in addition to modeling contracts she was finding success on tv she played one of the many faces that comes up at the end of the michael jackson video black or white and this is what we texted about um i said i'm I can't tell you why, but I'm watch. I'm rewatching the black or white video, Michael Jackson's video. You know, at the end where no one, like, it's like shoulders up, yeah, and nobody has clothes on. It's just their faces, and they're all different like ethnicities. She was in that video, as was Macaulay Culkin, which was your maybe. Guess. My guess was Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, so close. <laughs> so Tyra did a bunch of music videos in the '90s. That was like her first not modeling on TV gig, but her first real acting job was actually on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. 
And I just love, love, love this clip so much. So if you watch clip number one, I want you to see that and then we can discuss. You wouldn't have left me here alone. None of this mess would ever happen. That's it. I didn't come all the way here from Philly to oh, hear well, this. Oh, it's going to happen I'm tired of Don't you. Don't meet all of them in Don't meet all of them in Excuse me. You need to Excuse me. You know what? You ain't never going to change. change. I'm you getting the last word. Oh, no, you not. Oh, yes, I am. Damn. Thoughts? She did great. Like, she stayed at the energy and everything. It was like, I would have thought she was just an actress. I know. That was her very first TV gig. The show was number one at the time. I mean, that was like the TV show. Did you yeah. watch? Like when I it was, didn't. It was, it, <laughs> I was a little young for that. Oh, I wasn't gosh. really, but a little. Well, I was like makes... three years too young. I, I would not have mentioned this. That just like really... Oh, I'm kidding. I'm no, kidding. You're not. But I, no, you're not. You're not. I kidding. honestly, you weren't interested because you were too young. You were like, it's not. It didn't appeal to you. Sorry, I was still getting my diapers changed when this. Okay, happened. okay, settle down. <laughs> the way I loved that show, I can't even tell you. Yeah, it was Blossom. I love it. For and Fresh you. Prince of. Did you watch Blossom? I have seen Blossom, but I think okay. I watched it when it came on like Monday USA nights. A few years were different. Later. Yeah, yeah. You were Monday probably... nights were nothing for me. I yeah. was a TGIF kid. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, weren't we all? But wow. Well, I wanted to include that for relatability, but I'm sure I've just excluded half our audience, if not more, because they're all babies and I'm a grandma. But um, I just thought she had a very undeniable watchability. Yeah, it was great. So it's no surprise she blew up the way she did. Totally. She talks openly about the racism she experienced. She was constantly called too ethnic, too black, not black enough weird looking the things she heard in her childhood she even heard from casting people so she had to constantly be pushing the boundaries on the fashion industry and she was also told she was too curvy if you recall she has always had a a really amazing curvy figure compared to the other especially I'm thinking of like the Victoria's Secret Angels who were much more like angular and straight she had much Yes, it was the Kate Moss era, right? Mm -hmm. And so she was constantly trying to set a new standard of beauty for herself and the industry. So this experience is what fueled her desire to create the show America's Next Top Model, a show that she wanted to nurture and guide new talent into the predictably unpredictable world of modeling. In a 2017 interview, so this is years and years after the show's been running, She told Entertainment Weekly that she really empathized with people who didn't fit the cookie-cutter standard of beauty, and she wanted to tell millions of girls around the world that they were beautiful, which is really amazing. Yeah. And I think that is what she set out to do. (laughs) But as you kind of suggested and hinted at, the reality of that reality show, America's Next Top Model, is that it was anything but nurturing. And the show ended in 2018, but old seasons were re-released during the pandemic mm-hmm. and just thousands of watchers either rewatched or a new audience watched but now we're all watching through a very different lens yeah and what we're seeing and what people are saying is that this was incredibly problematic and I mean like let me count the ways I'm going to in a minute exactly so for anyone who hasn't seen the show which is hard to imagine if you haven't even seen a clip but it's America's Next Top Model it's a modeling competition the show gathers a group of young aspiring models from various backgrounds put them puts them through a series of challenges and photo shoots to test their modeling skills 
Tyra is one of a panel of judges. Those judges rotate, but the fixtures were always this English uh, fashion photographer, Nigel Barker, Jay Alexander, who was like the runway coach, and Jay Emanuel, who was the creative director of the show. And the model whose photo won from the challenge as best photo was always like the winner, and then someone was eliminated. Right. And the winner, also the challenges escalate in absurdity pretty much uh, throughout the season, each season. And then throughout the years, they just, it's like they had to kind of keep outdoing what they did previously. Um, And they're competing for a $100,000 modeling contract, a cover girl spread, you know, everything a hopeful model would want. So one of the recurring segments in the show is Tyra Mail, which was one of our clues, Mail. So it's kind of like on The Bachelor when the date card arrives and everyone like gathers around. So mm-hmm. whichever girl sees the envelope come under the door or get dropped off screams Tyra Mail and then they all scream Tyra Mail and then they open it and there's a riddle or a clue that has to do with their next challenge. So unhinged was word you used for her talk show. I think yeah. it also applies to moments on this show like when Tyra and the judges told a contestant that the gap in her tooth was too wide and not marketable. They said her makeover would consist of removing the gap. She didn't want to do it, but they told her she had to if she wanted to compete. Mm -hmm. So they compromised and decreased the gap, but didn't remove it entirely. Like as in dental surgery. So something I didn't mention was, do you remember the makeover part? Yeah, I was just like, as you were talking, I was thinking about that. Yeah. So it's always early in the season when they're down to like 10 or 12. If a girl comes in with long hair, it's going to get buzz cut. If she comes in with blonde hair, they're dyeing it black. They do these very yeah. extreme changes to get the girls comfortable with having no personal autonomy and basically <laughs> like bending to the whim of what other people think right. they should look like. And this was a really extreme example of this tooth gap thing. So compare that with the next model who was told her tooth gap should be bigger Because it would make her look more like Lauren Hutton. So with her, they filed her tooth gap to enlarge it. Yes. So teeth are pretty subjective. I mean, if you want to model, you probably do have to change things about your looks to appease a client or a casting agent. What about your skin color, Melissa? Surely that would be considered something that is a contestant's identity that they would never alter for a reality show challenge, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah, they did that I, I'm twice. Still, I'm now thinking of... <laughs> I know. I'm thinking of Tyra in the fat suit now. And mm-hmm. so there's just no limit to what could she be done here. loves these charades or whatever you want to call them. I mean, it's mm-hmm. so much worse than that. In an effort to celebrate diversity, Tyra had Asian and Caucasian models go into full face and body paint in deeper shades to portray women from different cultures for a photo shoot. So... She had um, Caucasians go Native American, Asians go African. It was across the board, equal opportunity racism, I guess you would say. In retrospect, she has said that what they thought was a celebration of diversity turned out to um, present very negatively. And she apologized years and years later and said, I'm sorry to anybody that watched Top Model and was offended by the pictures because they didn't understand the real story behind them. Or even if you did see the whole episode and you were still offended, I truly apologize because that's not my intention. My intention is to spread beauty and break down barriers. This is the weird disconnect of Tyra Banks to me is that like she finally, it took a long time. She didn't apologize for years. For years, she said, we are celebrating 
women from around the world and they're all beautiful. And I think that is actually what she meant. Right. So we have the benefit of time now on our side where we can look back on these things and we have such better language to understand and communicate why something like that is so wrong. Right. But unfortunately, it was just one of several more things they did on the show that was deeply problematic, including this moment where a woman on set, they had to do this very sexy jungle themed um, photo shoot. And she had a bunch of men, male models around her. But because it was set in the jungle, they were wearing like Tarzan type clothes, meaning very little. So the men's Mm -hmm. like groins were covered and that was it. And they were all very close to her. And one guy was moaning in her ear and like bumping up against her leg with him, his body. And she was really uncomfortable and she was unable to focus on getting the right look for the photographer and more importantly she was really uncomfortable so she Mm -hmm. asked the photographer and the production to stop for a second and like she was getting uncomfortable she needed a minute she explained privately to a couple of people on set and they said you know deal with it focus this is being a model push through and do it so she does and she doesn't feel like her pictures come out well because she was so distracted by this man who was really encroaching on her private personal space so when it comes to the elimination rounds they look at her photo she stands before the judges and that's a big part of the show is evaluating these photos and I would love to tell you that they responded in kind and really empathized especially Tyra who's maybe been in that situation before but if you go ahead and open clip one that I sent you like with your feminine wiles like boy you best to back up before I knock you upside the head but you do it in a fun way where he knows to back the heck up but it doesn't really put static in the air because then it makes you uncomfortable. Feminine wiles. Feminine wiles. What I hear is also like, you know, confront your aggressor, but make it fun. <laughs> like, yeah, she was like, keep it, it cute. Passion. Yeah, it was really dismissive and off. And I like to think in 2023, a different response would occur. Yeah, that was weird. That was so weird. There's unfortunately more. In one particularly edgy photo shoot, I use that in quotes, the contestants were styled to look like unhoused people. Their set location were the actual streets of Los Angeles where they cast actual unhoused people to be in the photo shoot with the models. But the twist, the fun twist, was the unhoused people were put in designer clothes and really nice hair and makeup and the models were made to they literally put dirt on their face and like styled their hair to look crazy and put designer clothes on but they were grungy like flannels and ripped right and then they took pictures oh you want to document this it's terrible They documented this and they did this like in public on the streets and i think in their minds they talked about like how groundbreaking it was and it was like honoring the beauty in these unhoused people which okay yeah but also kind of really exploiting them and the whole thing looked so crazy because they're like it's about them shining not you so the model is like cowering like there's it looked so wrong on every single level coincidentally gosh one of the unhoused people really captivated the cast the crew and the producers Uh of the show and she got cast for a future season of the show her name was Isis King and she was actually the first transgender model on the show so as you can see 
Despite really good intentions to celebrate things like diversity and break barriers, Tyra had a lot of missteps and really managed to tick a lot of people off along the way at the like tone deafness of some of these challenges. It seems very shock value. Like that's her whole thing. Like we'll do this thing, but how do we make it in your face? And that's kind of where she misses the mark, I think. A hundred percent. And I think that only increases as her career progresses. Like we see that over and over and it's like she's constantly trying to like out rate her last high ratings. And it's it's unfortunate because, you know, when you create that way, it's at other people's expense usually. And and her own. I mean, it doesn't make her look great either, obviously. So none of this is criminal. It's all really, really bad and borderline criminal. But before we move on into the actual legality issues in this episode, I have to play a meme probably everyone has seen, but this is, it comes from this moment, a pop culture uh, relic, totally. if you will. So go mm. ahead and play that next clip. And you come in here with a defeatist attitude. I don't have a bad attitude. Maybe I am angry inside. I've been through stuff, so I'm angry. Yes, but this is not, this is not, okay, quiet, but everybody, be quiet. Like, that's what is I'm wrong with you. Head, but you're not Stop it! I have never in my life yelled at a girl like this. When my mother yells at this, it's because she loves me. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? Learn something from this. You go to bed at night, you lay there, you take responsibility for yourself. Because nobody's going to take responsibility for you. You roll in your eyes and you act like this because you've heard it all before. You've heard it all before. You don't know where I come from. You have no idea what I've been through. But I'm not a victim. I grow from it and I learn. Take responsibility for yourself. The way you hear the shoes when somebody walks off makes it so much the worse. The clonk, clonk, clonk <sighs> echoes. I feel like Tyra got the inverse of this. Like, you know how she was talking about her mom. It's like, you know, when your mom says she's not mad, she's disappointed. I feel like Tyra's not disappointed. Mm-hmm. She's just mad. Like, it's yeah, so yeah. <laughs> ragey. It's so weird. Yeah. The poor girl. I know. It, the whole thing was so awkward. I don't know. It just feels like if you did love her, maybe you could say you're out I'm gonna talk to you after except Tyra has a show to produce and she wants ratings so I think she didn't feel Tiffany responded the way she wanted and so she was gonna like incite a bigger reaction and that also is just so manipulative Mm -hmm. so again all of this really terrible but not criminal so let's get into what actually was criminal or illegal right after a quick word from this week's sponsor Spring is bursting with fresh energy. The air, our aspirations, and even our homes get a refreshing makeover. And what better time to revamp your home security with Simply Safe? It's our top choice and for good reason. Praised as the best home security system for 2024 by US News and World Report and recognized by Newsweek for its exceptional customer service, Simply Safe has you covered. From break-ins to fires and floods, its comprehensive sensors keep your entire home safeguarded. I also love that with the cameras I have in my house, I can 
be gone, not be able to get a hold of a kid and simply go onto one of the cameras and look around the room and see my kid is there and safe, but just ignoring me as, you know, kids will do sometimes. And with a range of indoor and outdoor cameras, you can keep a vigilant eye on your property around the clock. For less than a dollar a day, you can enjoy 24-7 professional monitoring, ensuring prompt emergency responses for whenever you need it. Plus, Simply Safe's monitoring agents can intervene in real time, deterring intruders with the power of voice through wireless indoor cameras. But the best part is there's no long-term commitment, and you have a generous 60-day money-back guarantee. So why not give Simply Safe a try? If it doesn't exceed your expectations, simply return it for a full refund. Simply Safe has given us and our listeners real peace of mind. We want you to have it too. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com/criminality. That's simplysafe.com/criminality. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Okay, so maybe America's Next Top Model was a 2000s fever dream and we enjoyed it before we knew better. Now we know better. But what makes Tyra qualified to be on an episode of Criminality? Well, Melissa, a few things. Despite her antics on that show, it still brought Tyra even more fame and opportunities, including her own talk show, which you rightly pointed out was yes. also completely unhinged. That ran from 2005 to 2010. Also, America's Next Top Model started in 2003 to 2018. So a big chunk of that show, she was doing both of these shows, which is incredibly, that's just a lot. Yeah. That's like uh, Ryan Seacrest levels it is of doing too many things. Yes, that's right. Um, I could go on about the most bizarre moments of that show, but we literally don't have time in this episode, but it could be, it's, you could do a whole podcast actually, like a Tyra Banks greatest hits or lowest hits or hellish hits. Yeah. I think her Tyra, I think Tyra's hosting style is supposed to come off as vulnerable and authentic. Like she likes to be real, but it also, it usually lands as like unhinged and very uncomfortable for people to watch audience in her Tyra Banks show always is like are we laughing are we crying are we like they're very unsure I love and that it. is very yeah it's great people love it um I've only ever seen clips I've never watched her her full talk show like you there's one clip of Tyra and it's come up on TikTok and we'll have to play it on our maybe on our page it's her when she has everyone wearing a shirt with their sexual identity like straights gays and then questioning and it's people with question marks and they raise their hand it's wild it is absolutely wild um so we're the gays we're the- <laughs> and we're the straights we're the straights all right do we have some in-betweens are these our in-betweens she loves an audience participation there was one yeah. girl had robes on she comes out in her underwear and decides everyone should be in their underwear i'm like well everyone's not a Victoria's Secret Angel. And I'm sure these people consented prepare. and signed a waiver, but like still. So last clip, I can't move on without just showing one moment from the Tyra Banks show where a desperate single mom brought her teenage son onto the Tyra Banks show to ask his questions about sex. Trigger warning if you're wa- listening with kids. We're going to say S-E-X. So the boy finally after the mother cajoles him, says, okay, I guess I just want to know, like, what does it feel like when you put it in? (gasps) Like, says it. Like, just this poor kid says it on TV. And then please play the clip to hear Tyra's response to a 
vulnerable teenager who wants to know what sex is like. It feels awful. It feels like fire and damnation. (laughs) It feels like nails hitting your skin with a hammer. And then after that, you just go blind. (laughs) What does eternal damnation feel like? (laughs) It feels like damnation, she said. And yeah, it's... Yeah, she's, I don't know. That was a lot. That was a lot. I thought like parenting in the 80s and 90s was rogue. This is like not advised. No, 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 So that's the Tyra Banks show. So if people weren't catching her reign of terror at night on America's Next Top Model, they could see it during the day on the daytime talk show. She wasn't for everybody, clearly, but people loved her for her realness, and she had super fans. But some fans took their love for Tyra too far. And this is the scary part, and sincerely I'm saying for celebrities, when you have a fan who turns yeah. into a stalker, which is the next clue. In early 2008, there was a producer at the Tyra Banks show who answered the phone, and a man named Brady Green was on the line. Brady wanted tickets to watch a taping of the show in Los Angeles because he was going to be on a trip there. He was from Georgia, but he was going to be in L.A. The producer said, I'm sorry, our production moved to New York. Um, We don't do it in L.A. anymore, so better luck next time, basically. Hangs up, thinks nothing of it. But before he gets off the phone, right before hanging up, I should say, Brady Green says, well, I'm coming to New York, and I'm going to slit your throat. What? Yeah. Yeah. It gets like zero to a hundred in like the first, just straight out the gate. Brady Green goes on to send five dozen roses different times at five different times to Tyra with a card. And one of them says, when I see you, I love you, Brady Green. Open to interpretation, but probably putting them on edge because they realize this is the same guy. So when he showed up to New York City... To get tickets, he took a bus there from Georgia. In 2009, Tyra and her staff were rightfully concerned. Tyra reportedly hid in her dressing room while staffers called the police. Brady fled the studio before the police arrived, but it didn't take the police long to find him. And because of the credibility of these previous interactions, they really did take it pretty seriously to go find him. They found him at a nearby McDonald's where he was sitting holding a bag, and the contents of the bag inside were... Two magazines with Tyra's face on the cover. Later in court. And a marker his... for her to sign it? No. Weirder. Okay. But not, but just weirder. So his lawyer would argue in court later like, well, it wasn't just Tyra magazines. He also had a Bible and a book. Oh. Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. Did you read that in high school? This makes it so much worse. <laughs> it makes it so bizarre. Because I think those were meant to, like, mitigate the magazines, right? Like, sure. I'm just reading the Bible and Man's Search for Meaning, like, which he probably <laughs> found in yeah. the Tyra magazines. Yeah. He was arrested and charged with stalking, harassment, and criminal trespassing, and the case actually went to trial. Green's attorney portrayed him as a harmless fan and said Banks courted admirers by giving them so many ways of reaching out to her and cultivating this image of approachability. Amazing victim blaming again, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tyra obviously had her own lawyer who told a different story saying this was a complete invasion of her privacy and workspace and that he'd threatened the team prior and that increases the risk of a threat and they didn't know what he was capable of. You don't know when it goes from super fan to an actual like violent perpetrator. Tyra would testify in court and said, I don't know. I don't fear for like my life, but I feel very vulnerable. I fear for my safety and I don't know what could happen. 
It comes out in the trial that during the interrogation, Brady Green tells the police that they had a thing, he and Tyra. He said, I sent her flowers. I sent her cards. Do you think I should plead no contest? And then he went on to say, and are you sure I should keep talking because I've got satellites watching me and recording us? So it's revealed and it's pretty sad. Like we're dealing with someone with, you know, mental health issues and the whole thing is really sad. But again, you can't really take that lightly because there's still a risk there's still a risk that's right and there's been so many celebrity stalker cases that have ended in violence and at this point in time in 2009 they know that right so he was found guilty of all charges but the judge decided not to give him jail time he got one year probation and had to attend a treatment program for stalking which i'm actually glad to know exists i hope yeah i didn't know it's helpful i know um, so that's good, I guess. He explained to the judge at the sentencing that his interest in her wasn't even romantic. It was her episodes on the Tyra Banks show about racism that really spoke to him because he was a victim of racism growing up in Georgia. All of which is probably true. Like that could be where the right. admiration developed. It's just still really scary. So that's the end of Tyra's criminal court proceedings. But if there wasn't at least one lawsuit, could this even be a criminality episode? Never. Exactly. Whatever people think about Tyra's hosting and judging style on America's Next Top Model, it didn't exclude her from being cast as a host on a big competition show, another one called America's Got Talent. She loves an American talk competition Wait, and then she has another one. Okay, I'm I'm. What's the other one? I'm... Dancing with the Stars. She took oh, over yeah. for a season. Yeah, Dancing with the Stars. I couldn't even include that. Yeah, there's um, too much. No lawsuits as far as I know there, but possible. But she got herself into some trouble with America's Got Talent before the show even aired, like after she'd filmed, but before it aired. So here's what happened. I don't watch America's Got Talent. Do you? I've seen it. Obviously, we've all seen clips. It's like, one of... It's yeah, Simon Cowell. It's one of those my in-laws have it on. Yes, my parents will have it on and I will watch. Mm-hmm. There's the buzzers... There's a big audition in front of like a massive studio and it's a range of talent. It's not just singing. But singers are always who wins. I just think they should not allow singers to be quite honest with you. Or don't allow the random obscure fire thrower yoga people because how is that going to like, how do you compare that against someone who sings amazing? Exactly. So take the singers, put them on a singing show and then every, all your other talents, call it America's America's other talents. Other talents, right. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Yeah, solved. Okay, so here's what happened when Tyra filmed her first season, which I think was season 17 of America's Got Talent, but her first season, but many seasons into the show. So you know how the host is like, this is on American Idol to all these shows. The host is like, to the on the wings of the stage watching the people audition mm-hmm. and if there's a loved one connected they're like oh they're doing great or, yeah, yeah fingers mm-hmm. crossed and what's the judge gonna do so she was doing that with a, a minor a, a young girl whose parents were performing a song that was about their daughter so okay. i'm using words like mother daughter husband wife because this lawsuit against tyra banks and america's got talent production company marathon productions is filed anonymously because they want to protect the identity of their daughter. Got it. So this couple's singing, and the song is about their daughter, and it insinuates that she was an accident. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) uh, I don't know how else to say it. Wasn't planned. Unplanned. Yeah. Thank you. 
allegedly <laughs> Tyra jokes with Mary Doe. So it's John and Jane Doe file the lawsuit on behalf of their daughter, Mary Doe, is how sure. they're referred to in the lawsuit. She's on the wings with Mary kind of teasing her a little bit and saying in a less insinuating of a way and more of a real explicit way, like, oh, so you were an accident, something to that effect right? to the daughter. Uh-huh. Now, the other thing the suit doesn't say, was this girl 17 or 7? We have no idea. So we're talking a young girl or a teenager. Either way, probably not cool. And she was, but again, it's all alleged because this is all. It never aired. This never I'll aired. get there. Okay, sorry. So... So she also apparently grabbed her shoulders, shook her, and pulled her head back and was just being very, like, what Tyro's team would go on and say was, like, playful. Yeah. What the family said was completely inappropriate, like, physical abuse. So after this happens, the husband and wife claim that the daughter was under such emotional distress from hearing the parents sing the song. She was mortified. Tyra's antics made it all worse that they all agreed this could never air. And so despite having signed a waiver acknowledging the very real possibility of, quote, public humiliation, they filed a lawsuit that Mary entered a contract with the production company without the parents' consent. So what they're saying is the producers intervened at some point and were cajoling her to like, did I say cajole twice this episode? I've like never That's said that word. That's the first time I've I'm, ever heard it. I, think I, I, I said don't, it I earlier this episode. Time. I am oh, like, gosh. where does this word, where did it come from? They tried to get this response from the girl to make the moment bigger than it was. And okay. the parents are claiming that the producers and Tyra enhanced this moment, made it bigger than it was and made it worse. And that the daughter fell into a deep depression at the thought of this song being played of this footage coming out, of her being on there, of her parents being on there, all of it. The court filings allege that she was verbally abusing a minor. They said that she was accidentally conceived and that she willfully and with malicious intent intimidated a harmful and offensive physical contact with the daughter, referred to as Mary Doe, as I said. So the suit also chronicles Jane Doe's audition process for America's Got Talent. So essentially... The parents believed the producers stepped in with Tyra to manipulate the situation to make it even worse. They, There's no money attached to this, and I don't know if that just wasn't reported, undisclosed, or right. if they really didn't care about the money. I think there was just a little regret and fear of yeah. this being publicized, and they just really wanted to control it from being aired. That's so weird. It seems like get mad at yourself for bringing your daughter like has she never heard this song about her was nobody at school going to say do you know what that song is about if she didn't figure it out that's it it is it's like they had a way too late realization that this was probably a terrible idea so Fremantle media i know the parent company of the marathon production issued a statement saying the the suit is being dismissed settlement talks are underway and the dispute will be amicably resolved so what happened is it was actually dropped entirely, but okay. there was an agreement that it would never air. And that is a bummer because you know I wanted to play you that song. Like what? Absolutely. In your mind, what genre do you think? Country. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just curious what you imagine. I, mean, I did too. Very 100%. folky country like, yeah. But they're from New York, which maybe doesn't jive with that. But I don't know. We'll never know. Yeah, I yeah, that's so weird. I, I like can't wrap my brain around it. And like saying Tyra is in front of everyone abusing the child i just 
Tyra is fetched. Yes, I mean Tyra is many things. I don't think on camera, you know, with everything they had in place, I don't think she would do that. But we did talk a lot about her intentions versus (laughs) what happened. True. True. So I can't say for sure, but she probably could have been more restrained with the person, especially since they were under the age of eighteen. Yeah. Um. Seems like an HR thing that they needed to figure out ahead of time. Prior, <laughs> right? And it's also like these shows, you know, they do choose these people to make fun of them. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I guess sometimes it backfires. So the official statement from Fremantle Media says, We take great care of all acts that cross the America's Got Talent stage and their families. Tyra has been an incredible addition to America's Got Talent with her vibrant energy, maternal nurturing spirit. And we look forward to continuing to watch her positive influence on the show hilarious they called it a maternal instinct flip that script yeah oh that they're like that that was maternal nurturing Mm -hmm. yeah better than her mom who didn't even want her (laughs) (laughs) read between the lines i think they were definitely um i think if it was really wrongdoing on tyra's part that they would have they would have let her go and they would have made a big if they really felt that a minor was possibly harmed and it's on tape and it's on tape and these parents are going to sue. That could lead to criminal charges. They would probably make a different statement and get rid of Tyra, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But we will never know because it was dropped and we don't know. And last but not least, one of her very own top model contestants slapped her with a lawsuit. Former contestant Angela Preston sued Tyra and other producers of the show for breach of contract, asking for $3 million in damages. Now, this is kind of confusing because she is a three-time America's Next Top Model contestant. So she was a semi-finalist. Oh, they call season cycles. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, but it's yeah, like yeah, cycle one, that. two, three. But yeah, cycle so she, Right. So she was a semi-finalist on cycle 12. She placed in the top four on cycle 14. And she was the original winner of America's Next Top Model All-Stars. So she huh. clearly had an amazing track record on the show. She won, right. but she got disqualified after winning the All-Stars. She claims that she fully won, but when the judges found out she'd briefly worked as an escort between times on the show, so after she was on the show the second time, before she was on the third time, she was an escort professionally. When the judges found out, they disqualified her, and this happened when she was down to the final two. She says she would have won, but she's also listed as a winner, so it's very confusing. If they hadn't eliminated her... So not only did she lose the contract and the prize, but she says she lost these future opportunities that winning the All-Stars would have meant, hence the $3 million in damages. She also alleges in the lawsuits that the models were subject to cruel conditions, highly controlled by producers, and they were... She reveals this kind of very behind-the-scenes fourth-wall thing where they were called... um, They had to be on ice, which Uh means they couldn't eat or talk when they weren't filming because they didn't want to miss anything. So if cameras were not up they could not eat drink or talk so they were on ice i don't know Mm -hmm. but i kind of want to use that like just hey keep it on ice kids (laughs) (laughs) i'm busy um so the show responded with this quote as noted during the broadcast of america's next top model finale information about angela was learned after production wrapped on that cycle and led to her disqualification from the competition we are confident that her lawsuit has no merit and in fact it was dropped in 2018 So I don't know if you watch interviews with Angela Preston, she says that the rules do not state anything about that. And that if it was not while you're filming or engaging in something that whatever they've deemed as, 
I don't even know if it's illegal, but something they don't want you to be doing, a breaking of their set of conduct. Like a morality clause? Maybe while you're on the show. Got it. But this was between, so she's finding this loophole and she feels that it was unfair because either she won or she was going to win, but this other girl won in her place. And there is conflicting, like Wikipedia says she won, but she says she was they gave it to the other girl but maybe they yeah. publicly said you would have won but we're going with her because of this and like shamed her about it i don't know so, i mean that sounds on par that's kind of their mo right is mm-hmm. you know they're not really big on like gracious endings for exactly. for anyone um and it's worth noting well that's the end of the lawsuit and criminal aspects the legacy of the models on that show has not been stellar a part two of this episode could be a dozen stories of women whose lives got undeniably worse after yeah. being on the show. Three have died. Oh, wow. And none That's of like them... mini on celebrity rehab. Yes. So one was same. murdered, one was drug-related, and one was breast cancer. All tragic. Oh. But it there is a very dark um, aura around the women that end up, whether they won or didn't, there's some really sad stories about the contestants. And I think that combined with looking at this show in retrospect, it's like maybe modeling competitions aren't great for people. Maybe not. No, you know, I'm not Mm -hmm. even sure like any talent is any talent competition, but I take that back. I mean, look, I don't know. This is where (laughs) you're going through something. You're you're talking yourself in a circle. Well, I don't know. I I know that some of these like have the potential to change people's lives. Like we've seen, you know, American Idol, I don't know, but you, it's the entertainment industry and so much goes wrong and people hanging all their like hopes and aspirations and dreams on these programs is yeah scary. Your like future depends on what Janice Dickinson thinks of you. That's dark. That's dark and, and completely unfair. <laughs> like So unfair. Like she should not have that power. You forgot to mention that one of the other terrible things that happened to contestants is one of them married Christopher Knight. Say more. The Brady, the Brady Bunch, Adrian Curry, she was first season winner. She yes. married Christopher Knight from the Brady Bunch. And they had a show called My Fair Brady, and I loved it. My Fair Brady, you've brought that up here before. I didn't realize mm-hmm. the um, Next Top Model connection, or I forgot. Yeah, that's, that's cool. how they ended up on the surreal life together and ended up uh, dating and got married. What that's a reality show vortex life. we just entered. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of moments that I'm like, where can I fit this in? Like the time yeah. Tyra gifted Miley Cyrus a framed photo of herself for her 16th birthday. She gave Miley had this <laughs> huge public 16th birthday, like a huge uh-huh. celebrity bash. Tyra was there, gifted her a picture of her at age 16. She's like, I relate what? to you. We, we're so the same. And Miley had to like respond and be like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> I couldn't ask for a cooler gift. Ball is what she like <laughs> took to the picture. <laughs> it inspired the whole song. Yep. She's just, I got a little Paula vibes. Like after your episode on Paula, you know what I uh-huh. felt was um, that, that nervous, what is she going to do? What yes. is she going to say? I mm-hmm. get that with Tyra too. A little yeah. less than Paula, but it's there. Paula is going to be on a show next week. Oh, did you know that? She's going to be on Crappy Lake. 
She's Are like, you serious? Yeah, I saw the preview. I was like, I have to tell Rebecca this. But yeah, like they show her and she's just like standing in the wings. And I just can't wait for her to come out and do her hands, her little crab hands. Oh my gosh, the crossovers are getting kind of out of control. I know, I know. That is so interesting. So where do you, where do you land on all this? Like with Tyra and with America's Next Top Model? I don't want to like pin you to anything. I'm just curious. <laughs> um... <laughs> um Oh, I'll say this, but then I have something to add. Um, I am not a big fan of hers. I feel like she's just not everybody's cup of tea. I think Mm -hmm. she is very into herself, as shown by the uh, Miley Cyrus photo thing. I think we have new lenses to look at this, and I think we're probably looking at it correctly now but we didn't then and I agree with what you said about it being uncomfortable before but not having the words to understand why it was uncomfortable yeah absolutely yeah because that wasn't like a feel-good show it was like (laughs) this girl's life is ruined um yeah but I'm gonna watch again next week um yeah so anyway yeah and I also want to make it clear that I don't think we can like put all responsibility of what was going on in culture and fashion and yeah. modeling on Tyra. Like she was one player in a, in a don't hate the player, hate the game is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's just a cog in the machine. And while I do think she has personal responsibility, she alone can't bear the weight of like, of course, making really bad you know decisions in the 2000s. And she grew up in it. So she's like showing yeah. what she's been a part of. And so it's... she did start so young. So I do have some grace with that. Like, yeah, yeah, models, you don't eat. Like, that's just what she knew. Whereas now we're like, you don't go around saying that. Um, no. Anyway, Unless so Yolanda. yeah. Oh, man. As anytime food comes up on anything, I am just waiting for somebody to post the meme of Yolanda with the almonds like it's, the Lizzo thing it fits it fits it works yes. in so many settings it's true wait I feel like you wanted to add something oh all I was gonna say is uh Mandy and I recorded something for a show uh a couple months ago and it's an unsolved thing and it's cool and it'll be out in a few months but at the end the guy was like what do you think and I was like oh I'm not saying what I think <laughs> happened I was like you will not have us on record I was like Mandy don't say anything we're not saying what happened <laughs> so I say. can't wait for that to be like in the preview of like <laughs> so shocking that this person can't even say but I'm like absolutely well, I won't not. say <laughs> yeah. I was like turn the cameras off and I'll tell you I was like gotta take this mic off but anyway that that's really funny when I'm you really asked me smart. that I thought the same thing yeah but I'm sure I they're know. gonna use that and it's me just mumbling and saying all the theories in my head <laughs> so they're gonna be like clip that one and that one and that right. one and that one <laughs> Oh my gosh, I know. That's how it works. But um, this True. is just, again, I didn't know where to put so many things. Like, you know, it's just an embarrassment of riches. Tyra Banks' YouTube videos. Did you ever it's see the so one good. where she pretended she she played a prank on her audience, the, the daytime talk show that she had rabies? <laughs> yeah. She's like comes out is like sorry I'm limping I got bit by a dog I'm okay I'm okay I got a rabies shot I'll be actually can we pause any water then she drinks the water and then starts foaming at the mouth yes and attacking yes. unsuspecting audience members no one knows whether to laugh or be scared or cry it's horrible to watch but I watched it six or seven times 
I blocked that out of my brain. Like until you said that, I totally had forgotten. But as soon as you did, I was back in that place of I watching was, her like face. I looked it up intentionally, it. hoping I'm like, maybe it led to a lawsuit. Maybe someone was like really damaged by that. So I was like, darn. Well, I'm wondering if I was. That was crazy. <laughs> it's like you can't even who thinks of that? Honestly, these are all her ideas. I these will say are, that a hundred percent. These are her ideas. That's what I mean. Like who who is she? Like what is going on in there a lot so anyway that's the tyra banks part of the tyra banks story yeah that was really good i learned a lot i definitely had no idea about the stalker thing i had never heard about that and that all happened in new york it was supreme court manhattan case yeah. never never even heard about it super scary though for sure yeah very um and that's such a like pop culture she's like a pop culture icon for sure like for sure she's just a part of this time and nobody can take that from her um just by the by, I was telling my husband that we were recording tonight, and he's like, oh, what episode is it? Like, And I'm like, how nice of you to ask. Uh, yeah. It is mine, and I'm doing Tyra Banks. And he's like, oh, she's cute. And I was like, first of all, cute's not the word I would use to describe her. No. And then he also kind of said it in like a surprising, like, like he's so, like it was a, like it was a hot take. And I said, babe, oh. she was a supermodel. She, because he said, like, he went on to say something that qualified it, like, Something I forget what he said, and I was like, "Is it girls with big five heads?" Because that's she's the one that I took that from. That she's a five head. No, he just said she's not my normal type. And oh, (laughs) I don't know why I'm talking about this, but I just was like, "Don't make it sound like you're so unique for thinking she's cute or hot or whatever it is you're like pretending." He was speaking in euphemisms. Now, my husband (laughs) did get obsessed with Kelly Clarkson for a while, and I so did mine. Would did I tell you about this? I'm pretty sure we talked about this. The least flattering pictures of her on his desktop every day. Yeah. My husband I mean, I'm sorry, her Kelly, too. Yeah, it's weird. But I mean, I get it. No, I know. Me too. And I get Tyra Banks too, but he made it sound like it was so crazy. And then he was like, but it, she's just not my type. And yet you still have it in you to be attracted to her. Wow. <laughs> Fascinating. <laughs> like, it it's not hard. <laughs> Oscar on The Office and Andy, whenever, uh, when they're talking about brad pitt if brad pitt tried to kiss me would i let him in that whole scenario (laughs) yeah like Like brad pitt has to kiss you that's like he's dying to that's exactly what he sounds like that's you can tell that's perfect (laughs) i i will you can bet on it well thanks for sticking through that it was a weird one it was good thanks are you watching anything great because i'm so glad we talked about below deck because now we can talk about the other things we're watching yeah, so actually Below Deck was my thing. I was very right. excited to come in with Below Deck, but when that was all happening, I was like, Rebecca, I got to tell you what I was watching. But I'll give you something else. It was I was doing better, but this is this okay. isn't a good one. Okay. okay. TLC, of Boy. course. Um OCD hmm. Cars. Is this one you think I know? Cuz this is there's actually a new season on HBO Max now. Like, they're OCD literally going and back and seeing old things. Well, cars, toilet paper, um, blow dryers, uh, Is it dressing like-, like a baby. Oh, my funny fetish? I don't know. I'm just guessing. <laughs> <laughs> my funny fetish. <laughs> I wish it was called that. <laughs> well, you said dressing like a baby, so that's what comes to mind. <laughs> but I just love the alliteration there. Um my strange addiction and i think it's like my I think strange that's what addiction I was, I was gonna get yeah that's eventually. what you're going for yeah yeah um 
So didn't I again plan to not have to share this one thought I had the below deck my strange addiction is back if you remember there were people who like one lady eats toilet paper just yeah, constantly it just she just rings a bell eats mm-hmm. it yeah mm-hmm. the car one so I have to this day wonder what happened to this guy who has a car he has a car that he has relations with and there is a picture let's see can you see it this has stuck in my head forever. Why Rebecca. would you give that to me? Because Why? it's been in my head for like 15 no, years. You gave it to me. I've wondered what he's been up to, and I have good news. <laughs> he he's is moved on with, from cars? Mm-hmm, he's now with a woman. Oh, okay. And a man. Okay. And I think another woman. One's a car, one's a truck, and one's a jet ski. Wait. He's, what? The old car, he got in a wreck. And now he's not with her anymore. He's not in his oh, relationship with her. These pronouns you're applying to these inanimate vehicles. A hundred percent. Okay, I wasn't following. Not people. There's not <laughs> okay. a human to I be. I was excited. Thank God. Like, oh, not only did he find a love, he found no, no, no. Paul, Polly, I, Amory. <laughs> I think he killed the first one to get with the new one because he's, <gasps> he loved it so much. And then all of a sudden, he's like, got it in a wreck. They show the picture. Wreck wasn't bad. And he's like had to let her go but here's my new girlfriend and my new boyfriend and then also the jet ski I can't remember what gender it was so sorry um anyway so if you've been wondering like me what he's been doing for the last 15 years since you were traumatized with that picture he's doing the same thing but now he's spreading his seed to many vehicles there might have been an ATV I don't even know oh Oh, Motors, sorry. Segway scooters. This could get weird. Don't give him any. It could get weird. <laughs> New options. Yeah. It could get weird. The worst part is he brings the car to. I mean, there's other, there's news stories, but I realize I can't even really watch the show because one of the couples was Why, like, Melissa? We Why drink our you? own <laughs> urine. They're drinking their urine on screen. I can't. That's a like, medical condition. I'm sorry. These people eating weird things and drinking things they shouldn't. That's like. Something is wrong and deficient. That's not... Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure it's partially but psychological. But how could both of them... How could they both be obsessed with it? Okay, that's the that, psychological part. I don't know. Yeah, it's like, no, you two both just do it and nobody else wants to smell your pee breath. And so they're oh, just... Melissa. You're stuck together. That's what it is. It's too gross. I don't choose the shows. The shows choose me. <laughs> so that's... <laughs> so hopefully next week or next time I'll be in... Uh, a better headspace, which I was doing better with below deck. Yeah, but, but then um, we went in this hoarder's side, not and now you're you're going backwards. Okay, well, that's enough of these weird things that I... I just need a band TLC in my house for like a week, and maybe I'll recover. Um, I won't. But in the meantime, Rebecca, what are you watching that's not deeply, deeply disturbing? I actually have something that doesn't qualify as that, which is great. But wait. Just ban TLC until the new season of Sister Wives. Oh, because then it. I'm going in. Mm-hmm. Going in. Can't wait. Um, okay, so I had two, couldn't decide, and I'm going with the more fun one, even though it might not be new. That's fine. Because it's a great tie in. So, Bravo, Luann, Yacht. Oh, it was the new. Um, yep. Let's get. Tim Gunn, whatever the show is yep. called, I can't Project remember. Project Runway. But yes, Project Runway. Yeah. Oh, cool. So my daughter and I are watching Project Runway All-Stars season, the current one on Peacock. So fun. 
except Tim Gunn is not host, and he is so mm. sorely missed. That man is such a genius and an angel. And sorry to anyone who disagrees. I don't want to yuck anyone's yum. I just miss Tim Gunn so much. But it was so fun because last week's episode was a below deck challenge. So it yeah. was a real client challenge, which is when they bring in a real person and they have to design the designers have to create a look for a very specific purpose and person and it was new uniforms for the yachties yeah and you know i had just watched that one episode at my mom's didn't know i'd be watching two more just days Mm -hmm. later so i watched and i was mostly excited because they brought luann in as one of the guest judges here's what surprised me she wasn't great she actually seemed nervous she seemed unsure of herself and she didn't add anything. I was shocked. Huh. And I'm very curious if anyone watched and if they agree because Luann is confident. Luann is right. next level. Like the ego is in the door before she is. But yeah. I think being next to like actual fashion icons like Nina Garcia and, you know, this panel of judges who can talk about fashion. And that's not why those guest people are there they're there to just give their opinion and be fun and like have their own little take and she was just like oh yeah it's fashionable and fun or something and I'm like or am functional I don't know I just didn't think she like brought anything and that was disappointing yeah that is question is it because Mm -hmm. there were no statement necklaces probably there weren't any actually that's a fact so she probably lost interest Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing's too shiny. Yeah. I, I saw Aisha, yeah. like a just a still of her that I thought that must have been what that was for. But yeah, Aww. they were great. And actually the designs were not great, but that's a very tough challenge. Um, but one of them, Brittany's, for anyone who's watching, did a one piece man romper for the guy who's the um, maintenance person who does like the engine. Who is that? On below deck. Yeah. Um, there's the bosun, the engineer. There's an engineer. Yeah, he was an engineer. Okay. Yeah. Who, they who don't show that? him on the show. Like sometimes oh, they'll like, okay. they'll mention that their name, sense. but you don't get to see them. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, they brought him in for the challenge and what she made for him looked so cool. And like, it was, it was just really cool. So some of them oh, were nice. really nice. Um, and it was very fun. And I do see that the Yachties have like very fun personalities and like they make good TV. I mean, they... Oh, and you would love yes. it. Captain Sandy was on. Oh, I actually don't like her. But, oh, I but thought you I liked her watching with Captain her. Lee. I liked watching her, them but I don't them, like them. as a human. She yeah. kind of annoyed me. She asked I for, for bling, for and that mm, I feel like are we still saying bling? Also, is that appropriate is. on a a yacht uniform? And she got a really bad outfit. It was really really bad. Really. Uh, anyway. Yeah, so that's what I was watching, and it was super fun, and that's just been a really fun Friday night watch. I love it. Yeah. To add to the below deck thing, sorry from our beginning conversation, one thing I did want to add is I was thinking, like, how would Lisa Vanderpump have handled this situation? Great question. How how boys will be boys would that have been? (gasps) Like, it would have been horrific. Oh, darling. Right? He didn't, you know, he would never hurt Mm -hmm. you. Exactly. He's just a little... Baby, it's a little broken bird. <laughs> yeah. In the words of yeah. Ronnie and Ben, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, no, I don't know. I, I had think that that's such a good thought. parallel. I didn't even think of that, but that's exactly right. The enabling on these shows—that mm-hmm. was there was no—and I think the difference is this is well, the working condition is so different. It's so close quarters. I think I don't know. They take it really seriously, 
as opposed to those other those restaurant jobs it's like just feels like a big joke like it's for yeah TV. and they all go home to themselves and stuff right. so it's a little right but, but I think still the, but still unexcusable and I really just am just so blown away by how they dealt with it on a professional level but also just the personal level the way they the two girls just were really there for Margot and like supporting her I just was like gosh we should all if we found ourselves in that kind of situation like that's all you could hope for is having someone right. that had your back and really like showed up for you so for sure amazing well it's your turn tag your it Tyra Mill okay yes <laughs> I forgot about that Okay, so my three clues, I don't expect you to get this in the nicest way. I don't think you watch this. So Whatever. it would likely no not nice. be in your wheelhouse. There's no not nice. There just no. is me not guessing. Here, <laughs> here we go. Fedora. Fedora. I went all in with this. Fedora, like, mm-hmm. yes, wearing it. Uh, chill. Mm-hmm. House. I want to say Big Brother. You are on the right track with that one. Okay. That's all. Um, that's as much as I got. Yeah. So if it you know it's Big Brother, instinct. you'll be able. If you're a big Big Brother fan, you'll be never able seen to a whole episode. Out. Okay. Yeah. So but I won't. We'll, but we'll people see. will we'll see how it goes. Listeners will. Yeah. So anyway, that that's what I have. I think it it should be good. It's kind of wild. Ooh, fun! I'm mm-hmm. excited. Yes. Well, as always, this was super fun. We'll do it again in two weeks. And in the off week, you can listen to Melissa on Moms and Mysteries. And on that every day, you can visit RebeccaSebastian.com. Just do sure, it until why not? she's pressured to update things on there. Just she'll have to make a move then. Um, yes. She sees a bunch of engagement on her website. Um, and then we'll be back in two weeks with a brand new episode that's Big Brother based. So yeah, fun. We haven't wait. done that yet. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Have a great week. Bye.